0: This is Most of Musa podcast number nine. Today in the studio, I have a model, Ida Kopch. How are you?
1: Uh, hi, uh,
0: I'm fine, thank you. And uh,
1: congrats on pronouncing my last name correctly. <laughs> that happens quite rarely.
0: Mm. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, you. happy to be here. Doing a lot of shoots lately?
1: Uh, well, yes. Uh, actually, I've only been doing shooting for about... Uh, it's like one year anniversary by mm-hmm. now. And uh, so since the summer I've been doing about two uh, a week in average Mm -hmm. and sometimes there's been more and sometimes there's been less, but I'd say two in average. And uh, now after New Year's Eve and uh, the Christmas times when most of the people was home spending time with their families, mm. there was like a little dip uh, mm. when I barely had no uh, photo shows at all. Yeah. And was like going around during my spare time, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Mm. Uh, I almost got anxious and spent more time playing games and just felt shit. But now it's back again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are coming back, The people are eager. And so am I.
0: How did you first get into modeling?
1: all by coincidence, uh, really. Uh, i always been quite interested in uh, photography, and I started when I was 14 years old. With uh, I had, like, a camera that I got uh, as a present uh, from my family, from my mom especially, uh, because she always thought, like, uh, I used to do doodles and, uh, you know, writes and... Uh,
0: you're a creative person yeah i'm a creative beginning. person
1: and uh, so i liked i like to paint and stuff and so she gave my camera and was like yeah but maybe you can you know shoot some uh, portraits or of animals or people or whatever and get inspiration and try to you know paint that and stuff mm-hmm. so she gave my camera and uh, that was exactly what i did uh, i love to uh, bring it on uh, every time we went uh, like abroad on uh, vacation, lots of different countries, and the camera was always there by my side. And I love to use it to take photos of animals and uh, nature and trees and stuff I saw. And sometimes I would hand it over to my mom and be like, hey, take a picture of me. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, she's, I love her, she's my mom. She wasn't the best <laughs> on handling yeah. the camera. She didn't have that uh, aesthetic eye that, uh, well, I consider myself of having. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, anyway, I could make it work. Uh, so I started a little bit with touching and Photoshop to try to make the picture the way I mm-hmm. wished my mom would have taken it. Uh, so I kind of uh, started to get uh, learning myself in Photoshop and got self-learned. And I'd say today I'm, I'm quite skilled. But anyhow, uh, flash forward several, several years later, um, 10 years even, on my 24th birthday uh, she gave me a present called like model for a day Mm -hmm. where you could come to a studio uh, and she had paid uh, a professional photographer to take studio portraits of me and I had never experienced that before and uh, so this was like one month uh, in February 2020 Mm -hmm. after my birthday then one month after and uh, so I went there to a studio and I was (laughs) <laughs> like I, I was a newbie uh, yeah, I wasn't yeah. that used to being uh, in, like the, p- the person in front of the camera mm-hmm. uh, I was more used of being behind the camera yeah. and taking the photos but uh, I still had like these aesthetic vibes and uh, I got a like all crazy with it and thought it was so much fun and uh, i wasn't you know stiff like some people can Mm -hmm. be on the first time not sure how to Mm -hmm. pose or uh, do with a body but i was like yeah fuck yeah it's free real estate i can just be here and there and there Mm -hmm. and so so he thought it was real fun too the photographer and then just asked me afterwards hey uh, i got a you know a gig i got a photo shoot for this company this weekend like just a few days afterwards and you know you could come if you want mm-hmm. uh, we're going to shoot for this brand that has this uh, wedding and prom dresses and I was like hell yeah <laughs> why not <laughs> so I went there and ever since uh, this this thing has just been spinning and keep going uh, afterwards like it's like Domino bricks one photographer uh, posts pictures of you and then other photographers see and mm-hmm. then they reach out and then more and more Domino yeah. bricks fall so that's how it worked but so it's gone quite quick uh, the last year since I started mm-hmm. and um, this is uh, something I try to do as much as I can in my spare time I think it's once again a lot of fun uh, but it's not my primary job yeah. uh, unfortunately I'm quite well I- I'm not old I'm 25 but mm-hmm. the 25 is old in uh, the model industry <laughs> so I'm like uh, it's not time to try to start mm-hmm. a fancy career in this but uh, I enjoy it I think it's fun and every now and then you might you know earn some money on
0: it so about a year ago, when you had your first studio photo shoot, and you're here now, and then you had so many f- shoots and everything, do you, looking back, do you think, you imagine where you are right now? Uh, definitely not.
1: <laughs> uh, I didn't have that much of confidence, even uh, people might get like, no way, what are you saying? You, you must have, like, look at these pictures, you look so natural, and you, you think it's so fun behind the camera. Yeah, I, I do. And... Uh, It also has, like, it goes hand in hand with my low low confidence, actually, because uh, I always been, uh, well, I I kind of suck at showing emotions, actually, and uh, always had a little bit of a problem expressing myself and uh, showing what I really want and stuff like that. So uh, the photography and the modeling has kind of been therapeutic uh, for me in that way because uh, behind the camera, I feel, like, in front of the camera, I feel free to actually show off expressions and not only mm. show them but exaggerate them and it's uh, you're supposed to do that they, they will cheer you on and they will enjoy that so you don't feel judged by doing mm-hmm. so um so i've always had like uh, the modeling stuff like a, f- a thing where i can try and uh, do some expressions that i wish uh, i could show more often but i do it by the camera instead mm-hmm.
0: David and I were talking about this last podcast like as photographers or as artists we have this thing that even though when we create something people are saying oh this looks so good amazing but our anxiety is kind of saying no that's not good people are just saying to make you feel better. <laughs> exactly. Do you feel that? Oh, God. Uh, or do you really I, like your work when you when it comes out?
1: I I often do like it, uh, but I, I have to, like, confess that I think it's hard. Uh, when it comes to the smaller community, uh, like uh, the community I often, uh, you know, meet, the TFP community where we do time for prints, uh, where the photographer and the model uh, might do, like, this project together, and the only thing we earn on it is, like, the work we do, mm-hmm. but we don't really earn that much money. Uh, so I trust that more because it's more like a friendship stuff and mm-hmm. the fun of creating together like there are two people and sometimes there's a mega artist so three people uh, that are very aesthetic and meet it with each other just to like have fun and try it. and so it feels like th- that's more genuine and pure when people are giving you compliments or telling you what they like and not but whenever it comes to uh, companies and when there's payments involved uh, which I uh, uh, I've, I've been in that situation a few times. Uh, then I feel it's a little bit more... It's quite hard to know where you have people. Uh, like, I remember one of my first uh, offers to... Uh, like it was a clothing brand and they wanted me to wear the clothes for the new lookbook and stuff and uh, I didn't find them they find me through like a tip from uh, a woman I've been taking shoots with earlier and they wanted uh, a redhead girl uh, like me so uh, we're quite few on the market so Mm -hmm. (laughs) so they didn't have that many to reach out to Uh, but they reached out to me and I was so happy because I'd never ever gotten like a serious this was supposed to be my first I thought like work where I could get paid and uh, be on like some website showing clothes I I was so excited and then I of course you meet them beforehand and I did just to try some fitting and stuff on the clothes and uh, everything seemed to work so fine they gave me lots of compliments and I felt so secure like wow they really like me and uh, then uh, they gave me some you know dates and when stuff was supposed to get started and there was like two weeks like later and then nothing just silence and I wondered, like, what, what happened? You, you guys seemed so satisfied with me. And uh, I was really looking forward for this. And, you know, I, as I said, I'm a person with quite low confidence. And this was, like, really confidence boosting. And I was like, yeah, finally, something mm-hmm. dreaming about <laughs> this. And uh, then the date was just, like, it's supposed to be tomorrow, guys. Well, why am I not hearing anything? Like, I don't know the location. I don't mm-hmm. know any time. You just gave me this date. So I tried to reach out to this company. And I called them. I sent text messages and then eventually I got this answer like oh sorry we forgot you, you know what we hired another girl mm-hmm. like uh, yeah we I'm sorry thought she was better for the work we just forgot to tell you sorry mm-hmm. L- like the stab in the back and then I got to my head like no way you you figured this out yesterday mm-hmm. you knew all along you, you wasn't satisfied the first time right what couldn't have you told me mm-hmm. like so i thought uh, and ever since i and especially for me that was like a disaster for my uh, confidence because it was quite sucky and i was building it up at the time mm-hmm. and they just kicked my legs and uh, a little bit more back down the ground than i were to begin yeah, with yeah. so it started all over again uh, because i just felt betrayed you know it, it's okay if you don't like somebody it's like a any job interview you know you can be nice during the interview and then just tell them politely afterwards sorry like yeah, but this yeah, is not yeah. for us but yeah. they didn't mm-hmm. they told me you no know, i had to you know hunt them down for the answer one day before the mm-hmm. actual shoot
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they were just like nah so by that time i had to like start all over
0: yeah but, but i'd say i'm back <laughs> and quite better mm-hmm. You think it is a Swedish thing to like sugarcoat everything? Even someone is doing a bad job, you're like, "No,
1: you're doing a good job." Yeah, I hear you. 100%. I Mm. I think it's quite Swedish, and I noticed uh, by this time uh, I've been working with quite a lot of uh, people from different countries or you know backgrounds, (laughs) and I always uh, 100% I can be true about this. I always think it's more fun to uh, to work with people that has. Another background than like super Swedish, <laughs> because mm-hmm. especially people from uh, Middle Eastern or South uh, of Europe, mm-hmm. like Ukraine, Russia, and Syria, and Iran, I've been worked with people from there, and they are always so like um, complimentary, mm-hmm. and not in a sugar-coated way that yeah, feels yeah. false, but mm-hmm. like genuine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're very cute, and uh, I wish. Swedes can learn from that. I remember this time being in a store in uh, Solentuna Centrum uh, where I have uh, a couple of friends that I've been shooting for. Uh, Lee Couture, uh, there's uh, like a prom and dress, wedding dress uh, brand. So I was there at their store, and uh, then this customer came in because, after all, it's a store. They, they do, even if I was there for shooting, they still. You know, have this store to uh, take care of so a customer came in just some random woman and uh, she was uh, from Syria just like the, the store o- owner mm-hmm. uh, Myrna she was also from Syria and uh, she just out of nowhere this customer gave this compliment to Myrna like my god I I have to say you're so beautiful Mm -hmm. like these people weren't uh, collaborating Mm -hmm. together or like there was no need to say that but she just Mm -hmm. she just wanted to say it Mm -hmm. and I I thought to myself there this would never ever happen in a normal Swedish store Mm -hmm. like a random customer wouldn't just tell the cashier or the woman behind how beautiful she looks and Mm -hmm. then just walk out. And uh, I think that's uh, I see it quite a lot from people that are not like from uh, Northern Europe.
0: (laughs) I guess it stems from your childhood, from like teachers or parents when you do something bad. Like you don't want to tell a kid, you don't want to be rude and tell them, hey, you're doing maybe you're dumb or you're whatever it is. You don't want to put them down, but you don't want to sugarcoat it either. You just have to find like a good middle ground to tell them, hey, failure is a part of life and everyone fails even adults fail or children fail and then this is the big part is how you come back from that failure and do better next time but you have Um, to it's hard to I guess find the middle ground and if in the childhood if you don't get it some people are the opposite when they fail they just like completely lose their confidence or everything or other the other side of the coin is people get sugar-coated so much that then they feel that they don't have to reach like a higher standard than just like they're happy and satisfied with like being average
1: yeah exactly and i completely agree with you and that's a big problem uh, i think that we have in sweden for example when it comes to sugar coating and middle grounds that uh, children don't get used to uh, what they're supposed to do or how it feels like uh, failing and how do i handle these emotions when i fail because they're just uh, su- They're used to the parents telling them that they're the best and how great Mm -hmm. they are. And if they ever get in trouble, the parents will try to fix it. Like Mm -hmm. when it comes to school and grades, if a child comes home, uh, she or he is unhappy about the grades, cries out about it. And then parents, they they don't try to help their kid. No, instead, they will pick up the phone and make a call to uh, the school and the principal there and be like... Hey, uh, why is my why isn't my kid, you know, getting better grades? And th- there's where the conflict starts. Instead of uh, trying to actually educate your your children how to handle mm-hmm. different situations, mm-hmm. and I understand you want the best in the world for your child, but you can't expect them to grow up mm-hmm. and be experienced in life if you don't allow them to experience different things mm-hmm. and how to handle them.
0: Like I've seen uh, in Pakistan some mothers can be like super overprotective like oh my kids uh, if it's too cold outside oh shouldn't go outside or if they're like mm. if, if it's like a small scratch on their knee and they fell down they're like oh you can't play that again and like super like protective i understand your mother and you're you're looking out for the best of them But at the same time when they grow up they're gonna face those bad situation in real life and then yeah. then they're not gonna be able to handle that and don't know what they're supposed to do Okay, going back to, I didn't know you were a photographer as well. So <laughs> when when you do model, does this sometimes happen that you'd see the result of a, uh, of a photographer who takes pictures of you and you see the result and you're like, from a per- photography mindset, you're like, ah, oh, maybe the colors could have been like this or maybe the light could have been like this?
1: Yeah, it, it happens. Uh, but I also noticed something that uh, I'm more... Uh, able to have that perspective, looking at photographers, other pictures that doesn't have me in it. Uh, the problem when uh, as soon as I'm the one uh, in the center, when I'm the portrait, uh, I will always have this uh, like ego thinking of do I look good or do I look bad? (laughs) (laughs) And then the the lighting and uh, the contrast environment might look completely freaking amazing. But then there's this uh, freaking sit uh, on my chin that I, and and it's all everything I see. <laughs> and I'll be like, "Why couldn't you have just taken that freaking one half second to just erase it?" <laughs> uh, so, so uh, but but yeah, uh, so, but looking at other pictures, uh, I can definitely have that perspective and <laughs> try to judge and uh, get the inspiration from how they set up their lighting and uh, color contrast and stuff. But whenever there's me in the picture, after all, I want to look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: But of course, not only that. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy if it looks, you know, aesthetical.
0: Plus, you know most about you, so maybe a photographer wouldn't care about like single dot in your chin, but... I you, am, you know yeah. it's there <laughs>
1: and I understand and after all uh, now during winter time uh, mm-hmm. I, you know we don't get that much sun in Sweden mm-hmm. but as soon as there's summer uh, as a quite light skinned or not just quite god my skin tone is like uh, white as an A4 but <laughs> I get freckles very easily mm-hmm. so I understand during the summer time like how can you tell what is a freckle what is a sit
0: <laughs> yeah. so uh, I forgive them yeah. it blends in perfectly then you're quite pale but you're Becoming even more paler by dyeing your hair red. <laughs> you are like <laughs> leaning into that red-headedness. <laughs> I That's the
1: worst thing. Like... Uh, uh I think I'm quite, you know, I c- can have this stone face or poker face. And uh, if I wanted to, even if I was overwhelmed by emotion, I can try mm-hmm. to keep to that. But that's the problem with being as pale as I am. Like, I can't control my hormones, even mm-hmm. if I can't control my face. Yeah. So when I blush, like, I freaking change like a chameleon. Yeah. I, I change skin tone. I get yeah. red.
0: You yeah, can see yeah. it. <laughs> Plus in the sun, I guess you get sunburned or, like, easily as well, right? Or yeah, but, but, yeah, I
1: do, but... I also quite uh, well handle uh, the sun uh, i can i doesn't get i'm not a person who get like the danish flag mm-hmm. as we call it like you reds and whites mm-hmm. uh, i actually do get brown yeah um, <laughs> and uh, i have to thank my dad for that he's he his jeans mm-hmm. even though i'm like <laughs> fairytown but but i do avoid the, the
0: sun still how did you decide to dye your hair because uh, I i i dyed my hair a couple of times and in my opinion when really you, yeah yeah Right, which I color did I tell you? I did green the first time. then mm. I did like pink, like plum color, purplish, pinkish. Uh-huh. Then I tried to do, like, white. it didn't work out. It became, like, a really weird blonde color.
1: Uh, Yeah, because you have to do, uh, since you're uh, dark-haired, you have to take all these steps in bleaching, so you have to be all the colors in between. Uh, So it's uh, it's a whole damn project. So
0: so when you dyed your hair, did people think you are crazy? Did anybody say, uh, why are you doing this? What are you doing?
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, so I tried different colors uh, during my lifetime. And uh, actually, now, uh, forgive me, Father, Because I'm about to sin. I'm about to Mm -hmm. exploit myself as a non-ginger. I'm actually dark blonde. Uh, (laughs) uh, So that's my natural hair color. Uh, But I tried uh, pink once. Uh, It was on my, like, bucket list. Like, before I die, I have to try a crazy hair color. How old were you then? Uh, 2018. (laughs) So it was, like, three years ago. Holy crap, I was 22. And... uh, So I tried pink uh, because I figured, like, I can't wait all my life and do it later. If I should do it, I should do it now while I'm young and while it's Mm -hmm. fun. Uh, And, of course, you can do it when you're older, too. I think I've seen all all the ladies rocking pink, and they're they're freaking awesome. Uh,
0: I've seen some questionable colors on old ladies. (laughs) You (laughs) might have. Well, me too. Uh,
1: I'm not trying to diss anyone here, but I think it uh, looks more... I, mm-hmm. On me, on myself, I, fa- I thought it would be more playful uh, if I tried it w- when I was young. So I did, and I'm happy that I did uh, did it, never gre- regretted it a single day. Um, and then afterwards, uh, I was like, no, nah, but it's, while it's pinkish, like I'm not going back to blonde, and I'm not going to wait for it to grow back out. like It will take years. So I was like, I'm going to try red like it's going to look more natural but I'm not making that uh, huge of an adjustment and Mm -hmm. I can just go to the hairdresser and be like I want this color and they can do it uh, just on one appointment instead of bleaching it all over again and risking damaging your hair so I tried red and I I felt like this was the hair color I was supposed to be born with, (laughs) but I never was because it suited me so well. And uh, so ever since I've been just sticking to it Mm -hmm. like for three years and uh, I'm still going with it Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm going my next. uh, That's the sad part though, since unfortunately it isn't my natural hair color. I have to every now and then go to a hairdresser Mm -hmm. if I'm not doing myself and just recolor
0: it to keep the
1: color. Because otherwise I'm getting, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. How often do you have to recolor
1: it? About uh, well, my hair is growing fascinatingly fast actually, and mm-hmm. I'm happy for that because I want to have mm-hmm. long hair. Uh, but then there's the downside: I have to recolor it more often mm-hmm. <laughs> because it is growing mm-hmm. fast. And have, I say every third month, but you can see it way mm-hmm. more earlier oh, than yeah. so. Mm-hmm. I just look at my growth i have mm-hmm. right now and uh, the last time i colored my hair was uh, just before christmas so at the end of december mm-hmm. so it's been about two months okay, okay. and they say I hair grow one centimeter every month like mm-hmm. bitch no mine, mine is growing faster than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I've uh, yeah i've also noticed that uh, gamer girls do like color their hair a lot does that fa- play a factor as
1: uh, well <laughs> uh no But it could have.
0: (laughs) But no, uh, in my case, uh, I am a
1: gaming girl. That is correct. Uh, But I'm not a streamer. So even though who knows what the future may bring, Mm -hmm. I've had the thoughts not uh, by myself. Uh, Like I didn't choose it. Uh, People chose it for me (laughs) because uh, I am uh, in something called the Esports Nordic and Granite Gaming. These Mm -hmm. are two organizations that try to uh, make esports something that is more accepted in Mm -hmm. society and try to get, you know, the kids and even all the people to try to give it a shot and be like hey this is fun this is actually something that you can use to connect with other people and stuff and and so I'm sitting there as uh, second vice president in Esports Nordic uh, newly started so we just got the websites up mm-hmm. and we're just gonna try now forth mm-hmm. to plan how to you know recruit people and get mm-hmm. going so it's newly started but please go in check it out anyone esportsnordic.com it's uh, might be Mm -hmm. something great Mm -hmm. and everybody's welcome of course and but we we said that that um, unfortunately there aren't that many women in esports and uh, and i'm very interested and so they told me like hey you should try do some streaming Mm -hmm. like you doesn't even have to be good because that that's not what esports nordic is about like if you are really good we will try to help you of course Mm -hmm. and set up a team and so you can be playing and uh, Mm compete you know compete in the games you prefer but The whole thing about us is like, it's supposed to be fun and it's supposed Mm -hmm. to connect to people. So Mm -hmm. just try to do some streaming and that will be like good for us to show that.
0: Even in this day day and age, like people of our age are like still hesitant to go into gaming as like a profession or a career. Like if there's a hierarchy of different careers, and then like lawyers doctors engineers on the top yeah artists are lower than them and then gamers are even lower than them
1: <laughs> yeah and uh, i mean it's a very tough industry too because there are so many lots and lots of millions of people playing mm-hmm. out there and in order to achieve you know reach to the top you have to be like in this 0.00 mm-hmm. something percentage mm-hmm. of people that are that good at the game mm-hmm. Uh can still be like freaking good but you won't be able to you know make a living of it
0: yeah.
1: but you can still like for fun just like mm. i'm doing with the modeling i think it's fun uh, i enjoy it and sometimes some um, i get some payments and mm-hmm. you can still do that uh, as a good gamer even if you're not like in the very very few best yeah. percentage
0: you uh, have to be good at the game plus if you're doing commentary or something you have to be unique as well yeah hundreds when, of other people doing the same thing in exactly the same game. when
1: it comes to streaming yeah uh, but we'll see what that brings. Uh, this is like uh, a contradiction because I'm not that... Uh, I, I don't love b- having all the spotlight on me and uh, <laughs> show myself off too much. Well, then you can do... Well, <laughs> people be like, but, but what? Your, your modelings? But yeah, yeah, But it actually applies more to my creative side where yeah. I like to create art. And of course, uh, I get to like... I become friends with people and i enjoy the companies and stuff then i want it to be you know go well for them mm-hmm. and if i can help out i love to but with that there will always be this uh, this thing that the more the better it goes for the company and the people you're shooting for the more i as the model mm-hmm. for that concept i'm going to be seen so i have to accept it and it's quite cool Uh, But uh, I think lots of fear uh, lingers in me being a perfectionist and always wanting to deliver well results. And uh, so I think my fear is that if too many people were to acknowledge me or see me, then I will receive hate. I I usually have like this uh, quote I say. I I I would like to say that I came up with it. Nobody, please steal it. (laughs) Uh, It's uh, RT rated. But... uh, that you cannot be famous unless without having any haters like haters is going to be one of the first proofs that you are achieving fame Mm -hmm. because you cannot be like yeah they're going to be there Uh, and i know that and uh, i think that's where my fear is because i'm not sure how i was supposed to handle it but uh, because once again uh, i'm not that confident uh, in myself yes yet in my own skin But probably I will just ignore it, you know. Mm. Try not to read the
0: DMs. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I will be able to ignore it. Plus, people are mean, like super mean mean. on internet.
1: I haven't experienced that a lot yet. Um, I'm just, you know, I think the only fame I have is like in the photography community in Mm -hmm. Stockholm, specific, and that's it. Mm -hmm. But uh, who knows what the future will bring? But I had like a little touch of it. Mm -hmm. People telling me, like, oh, your eyes look crazy or do you have a you know sagging eye or Mm. just somebody there was this guy who went on a spree just posting pukemois on like every picture i had on my whole Instagram.
0: On your, like, comments.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, on the comments. Just wow. uh, n- no words. Just this puke boy <laughs> on, like, every picture. <laughs> and uh, I think, and I couldn't get, like, sad from it. I, I thought it was hilarious. Because he actually spent, like, he must have spent, like, 30 minutes yeah, 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 just yeah. posting it on, like, 100 <laughs> pictures. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so all this time he spent, I had to yeah. be just five seconds blocking him. Yeah. And so all the comments went, like, oh to delete it. Yeah. So all his work was for nothing. <laughs> 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 like, uh, but I was, like, huh. oh, enjoying it but i always thought to myself that if i were to get a, a little bit bigger and more people see me and then some hate will eventually mm-hmm. uh, you know sipping in into mm-hmm. the comments thinking that you know i might just keep it there mm-hmm. because I, I think it's uh, i think it could be good for people to see a different uh, opinions uh, or if you can call it opinions but just to show that there are these minds out there in yeah, society yeah. as well and i, I think like, I don't need to handle them. I think most people, they're probably a simp or two just taking care of it.
0: No publicity is that publicity, right? That's also with that, like a person like that, when they're doing, spending so much time doing that, are they really a hater? Are they really like getting, trying to get your attention out? Of your I, yeah,
1: I, know, I thought about it too. Like, uh, if you really dislike me, why are you spending more time looking at me and judging me than any of the people that actually like me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, man, you're obsessed. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Clearly
1: you are. And there's uh, also these few times when somebody has, you know, tried to be like, hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee? And I've been nice and been like, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm not uh, interested in that. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, they're going on this raging amok. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck yeah. I hated you anyway." Or like, no, you know, after all, when I think about it, you're quite ugly.
0: <laughs> what yeah. if after they say all that bad stuff, then <laughs> you say, yeah, I'll go out. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I, I should do that next time. Just to mind fuck with them. And then be like, haha, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, people are amazing.
0: <laughs> in, in so many cases, I've noticed that myself. I used to get in a lot of internet arguments. But then I realized there's a better way instead of like trying to argue with them if you don't like their opinion or their post or whatever you can just hide like their whole profile, just click on the hide notification. And you'll see all the other posts from in the same group or page, you just won't see that person just block them out. Yeah, it's so easy. But people are like, Oh, I want to tell them my mind, you know, (laughs) it's fun to have like a little back and forth if you don't like, if you know that it's not serious, and you're kind of trolling Mm -hmm. with them. Yeah, but it gets bad when when you're as much invested emotionally as that other person. Is. I, I
1: completely understand. But I think that will probably be my answer. Like, uh, how to handle it in the future if it's everywhere to occur, that mm. uh, I will get more attention and people will, and yeah, by that, I uh, will do. Mm-hmm of course get more haters but probably i should you know just be like a troll (laughs) that's how you handle it just play with it have fun and i also think that by the time you get more immune to it because it becomes uh, it's more stupid i mean there's rarely anyone giving a a bad or negative opinion on you that actually has a valid point that actually takes the time to explain and motivate they never do that they just throw out uh, something hateful and short and that's how you can distinguish madness from valid points, I think. I I, I always uh, had this, uh, I recently heard this quote, and I think it's quite good, and I try to adapt that mantra a little bit more. Uh, Like, just saying I love you to a random person, and they'd be like, what? What? You you don't know me? But no, I don't. But if people can hate others for no reason, Mm -hmm. then I can love for no reason. Like, if you, you can hate people you don't know, so I'm going to love people, I don't know. I think that's a better... Way of uh, seeing it
0: that's interesting and
1: after all people will get more happy hearing it mm-hmm. uh, i also try to adapt that to myself too like when i see a stranger in a shop or anything out in public a lady a man a young girl especially a young girl because they usually unfortunately are they are the ones with a little lower self-confidence mm-hmm. uh, and i think they look pretty like i'm telling them mm-hmm. like hey nice hair and cool clothes, I like your makeup. And they always, you know, you never get a bad response. There's nobody, there's no one reacting like, oh, no, this is weird, Uh, you're a stranger. They always smile super wide and be like, oh my, thank you,
0: it feels good. I'm just joking, but what if like, you inflate the ego even more and they're like, already like a big ego person? (laughs) <laughs> uh, they, go, they go to school and they're like bullying other people like random strangers tell me I'm beautiful <laughs> uh, I
1: think that will be like one in a hundred and I'm uh, I'm ready to take the risk for those 99 nine other people <clears throat> but when it comes to bullies uh, I don't think bullies have good confidence they have mm-hmm. shitty confidence mm-hmm. and that's why they are bullies because mm-hmm. they need to take out the rage and insecurities on others mm-hmm. because they cannot handle them themselves yeah. and often they haven't uh, gotten that you know best family relationship and that's often why they end up I think uh, building others mm-hmm. because they kind of b- being bullied or unsatisfied mm-hmm. at home by siblings or parents or other people uh, in the family yeah
0: I recently read a, a really good quote that said don't take criticism from someone you're not gonna take advice from that's a good one <laughs> yeah random strangers like i wouldn't never take a serious advice from random stranger why should i take criticism from them while if i if it's a family member or like a friend who tells yeah. me okay you're doing this wrong then i will take the yeah i mean i need to look into this thing that i'm doing yeah that's actually quite true Plus, mm. also like you the thing you talked about bullying is uh, also like a quote i heard is called hurt people hurt people so bullies they have Mm. i used to be a bully in school and i still regret it to this day because i was a bully because i was bullying i was being bullied by someone else at the same time i didn't know how to process and express those emotions Mm. or like how to deal with them i was like really young kid and then instead i used i thought okay an older person is bullying me maybe that's what older people are supposed to do so i was reenacted that same behavior behavior towards like people younger than me
1: yeah i can easily see how you like wind up in that uh, you know it's, it's kind of a trap because uh, when you're young and uh, you're not mature yet you're still evolving and learning and processing stuff in life and trying to find uh, where you fit or not and it's easily to like kids often uh, see upon older kids or adults as uh you know people to be taught from Mm -hmm. and uh, they often uh, idolize them Mm -hmm. uh, because they're older and that's we always have that in us Uh, so i understand that it's quite easy for a child uh, like you were to end up uh, thinking like but this is probably how it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. like right Uh, so i understand it and uh, can't blame it and i'm also quite uh, happy like uh, that you come to realization and processing now of, uh, you know, why Mm -hmm. things look like that. And uh, I I do think like you probably have a lot to learn uh, to others, teach them uh, that are like in the same position.
0: It's hard like those things that, um, like some dumb things you used to do in your childhood. And then now you realize how stupid that was i wish i just could have a time machine go back and just change uh, that <laughs> but yeah, just have to I I, I get used to living with those like
1: a problem uh, thing i'm trying to get better at is like when you're uh, like this filled just all stoked up with emotions and uh, you often f- lo- you know get lost in them and you're not really uh, thinking or giving that much time uh, behind the words issues uh, and then afterwards, when you can think rationally again, when you're, when you're lashed out as before, when it's done and you can think rationally, uh, you realize, like, well, what the fuck was what, I saying mm-hmm. that for, you know? Uh, and there's been like plenty of times where I've been texting stuff to uh, people I care. Like care for and uh, in the moment when i was texting this specific stuff uh, i thought it was like super clear Mm -hmm. what i meant like the command the message is is right there put there and Mm -hmm. i think that i expressed my emotions very well because that was how i was feeling at the time Mm -hmm. because i was either super sad or Mm -hmm. hurt or Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. and then a few days afterwards i'm going back reading the same message i'm feeling way better now and i'm like no Mm. you know I I didn't put the message Mm. forward well I understand this person got confused Mm. like I should have been telling him this or that you know
0: our emotions take over instead of like our reasoning part of the brain yeah there is another quote I just say so many quotes but there is another quote that (laughs) goes like um, don't make a decision when you're angry and don't make a promise when you're happy Mm. so you always want to be my uh, thing is whenever I'm Whenever I'm in a position to make like a big decision in my life, I take a sleep on it, like take a nap or maybe I sleep at night and then wake up in the morning, if I feel still feel the same way, then I would make that decision.
1: I think it's a valid point. And normally, uh, well, not normally, I actually am that kind of person who is uh, super allergic to people that has, you know, these uh, paintings in their house with just quotes. And then there's some pretty tree. And then there's a quote underneath. Live, laugh. Live, (laughs) laugh, love, (laughs) forgive. Like, I I can't take that. Uh, I'm super allergic to it. But uh, there are, you you shouldn't, you know, put everybody uh, at the same you know over the same Mm. edge and uh, I think uh, of course there are lots of good quotes out there that you can learn from Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need to uh, you know put them on your wall but (laughs) (laughs) But you can still learn from them and I think that's a good one yeah Uh, because we are prone as human beings uh, to let our emotions take over uh, a way of thinking at Mm -hmm. that time but in a normal way uh, uh, you know as another point of time where we're not that joyous uh, or super excited, mm-hmm. we will think differently and therefore we will also uh, tell people other stuff.
0: Do you think you're a sensitive person that you get emotional quickly? For mm-hmm. example... This is
1: actually a hard question. Oh, yeah. God. I would okay. say yes and no. Let me give
0: you a scenario. You're playing a game. Something goes wrong. Do you like rage? No. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and that's why I would say yes or no, because uh, I'm not... Uh, I'm very... Like uh, I think I'm in very good control over myself and quite calm as a person. It's very hard for me to get angry, for example. Mm-hmm. I usually say that I have three uh, like modes. it's either happy, sad or rock mm-hmm. Rock is the third one mm-hmm. <laughs> rock is the one I I'm mo- most often in the mood where I just don't I don't feel that much I'm like I'm not really happy mm-hmm. because there's nothing right now that makes me. Excited, but I'm not sad either because why should I be, you know, I'm having it good. Mm -hmm. So I'm just not feeling anything right now. Uh, But I'm never angry because I often don't, it's hard for me to see how anger can be a solution. And in those positions where others will get angry because they're like frustrated over another person and how they're expressing themselves or something happened uh, that they just dislike at work. That would instead make me sad than angry
0: mm-hmm.
1: because uh, if i care for something a lot then it, it will just make me sad if, if things didn't turn out as mm-hmm. i hope they would it would not make me angry because i'm caring for this uh, i want it to be better mm-hmm. and i won't give you anger because i do care for you and i will be the one to put myself down on the ground mm-hmm. and rather uh, either being begging for forgiveness <laughs> or mm-hmm. Or trying to work things out then lashing out being the angry one mm-hmm. asking for forgiveness mm-hmm. i will be on the opposites
0: yeah i'm kind of Post- similar where i have that rock mode as well and then it's a, like a philosophy i learned from like a military seal guy and he says he's called the normal face he just says whenever yeah. there is something wrong put on your normal face and it's just like no expression and then Like once you don't put any expressions on your face internally, you change as well. I'm quite
1: uh, scared of that, actually, because uh, whenever there is something happening that uh, that sounds like it happens every now and then, but it doesn't. But when it does happen, like bad stuff that really uh, afflicts my emotions and uh, I try to handle them. uh, Normally, like before, a few years back, I will just keep it into myself and try to handle it and my way of handling it was just ignoring it so it either built up and got worse like months or days later when it just you know the cup the cup was filled it had mm-hmm. to like spill over and uh, or i would succeed in burying the emotion and uh, overcome it by caring less as a person and becoming more like less human uh, L- more like nihilistic
0: than nothing yeah, exactly, really matters exactly
1: and, and, and mm-hmm. i don't like that because i want to be an emotional person uh, i want to feel stuff <laughs> and th- that's why i'm scared of uh, because uh, i don't want to be that kind of person that whenever something happens that uh, makes me sad mm-hmm. I-, I want to be sad mm-hmm. i don't want to handle it by not feeling anything like, it could be, like, a short-term solution. Like, mm-hmm. oh, nice. I read it doesn't feel anything at all than being sad. But in the long term, it will make me, like, such a boring and mm-hmm. uninteresting person that doesn't care about anything. I will turn out, like, in A Christmas Carol, that guy. Uh, what's his name again? Scrooge? Scrooge? Scrooge, yeah. Christmas Carol? I don't know. Yeah, really. that, that guy who says humbug. He doesn't feel anything. Uh, it's an old uh, Charles Dickens classic. Uh, or, or that guy in uh, Disney Pixar up.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's very grumpy at the mm-hmm. beginning, but then eventually he turns out to be. Because that, that was the, his way of handling mm-hmm. grief. Mm-hmm. It was becoming this rock person 24-7. And I want to be it, like every now and then, um, but but I don't want to identify as that person. Mm-hmm. I still want to, you know, I'd rather be at home crying my heart out uh, when there's something that I care a lot for that hasn't turned the way I want it then just sitting there feeling nothing at all and be like, no, I don't care.
0: Maybe you're like burying all these things and then they keep piling up. And then maybe in the future, like somebody, your husband breaks a plate and then you just like, everything comes out. You stupid mother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> I, it's fun because I work with uh, communication actually, mainly as my mm-hmm. primary work. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I can just ask myself like, you know, You work with communication Mm. and you have like a main responsibility of these questions uh, Mm. at work how can you suck this much much at communicating Mm. you know
0: (laughs) because those things happen maybe that's why you're in it you're in it because you want to learn and
1: (laughs) Uh, i think it's fun Uh, Mm. to to be fair i'm I'm great at it Mm. at work Mm -hmm. and i think i'm great at it Sometimes (laughs) Sometimes <laughs> well, having,
0: having those different modes also is a good thing when it comes to modeling. You can just change your expression like, like that, yeah, right? Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's uh, yeah, and that's why I like it. As I said, when it's quite therapeutic for me because mm-hmm. uh, I can kind of lash out things that I haven't been able to, well, that I've been too scared to show during the weeks or so. <clears>
0: I can just take them out mm-hmm. uh, with a foot fit. I'm no expert, but from what I know, the things you're telling me a person doesn't act just naturally go in that position, like something happens, something traumatic, something bad happens in mm-hmm. their life or whatever, and then you kind of become that distance and insensitive person. Did that, something happen to you? No. Uh or was it just natural?
1: No, it's actually no, uh, nothing particularly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but I've always been a loner, I think that's why. Yeah. Uh, I've always been, like for most time uh of my childhood and going to school and stuff of course i mean i have friends uh, uh, yeah, that yeah. i have since uh child legs and i still mm-hmm. have them they're my best friends uh from the small town mm-hmm. my friend where i'm from uh, but they're quite few they're not that many like a few very close friends and i rather have few close friends than many yeah. like that you don't know that well um but uh, and i can always uh, rely on them and if there's something i want to talk about i've Feel very safe doing so, and they're great listeners and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But they are, well, once again, they're quite few. Not everybody lives in Stockholm. They can be busy with other yeah, stuff. Yeah. And uh, as a friend, you don't always want to be, you know, giving troubles to others. Like, after all, you can do it every now and then, but I don't want to overwhelm them mm-hmm. with my problems <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, so I think it's more on that point uh, that most of my school time. Uh, i spent by myself and sometimes with friends but not that many uh, i never was for example that person to uh, well first of all i'm from a quite small town there's yeah, not marifred it's about four thousand citizens but not everybody's in like in the middle of the city it's quite mm. uh, a little bit here and mm. there and some on the countryside and stuff uh, just just one school for example when i grew up now there's two mm. but back then there there were just one school yeah so during your spare time back then there wasn't as much to do either you were hanging out with friends and or you were just hanging out at your room at home mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, like as you grew older like 14, 15 uh, during eighth and ninth grade most people were experiencing and you know trying a testing going out and uh, drinking having at parties drinking alcohol dating those kind of stuff never did. It never was a thing for me. Mm. Like, for example, I'm T-Total. I don't drink alcohol at all. I never have. Uh, So parties never, uh, you know, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have any interest in them. I rather sat at home reading books or playing games. Mm. Mostly I read books. And uh, so I kind of missed out a lot. And those few times I actually tried to hang out, be like, I'm not going to drink, but I just want to have, like, fun time with Mm. these Mm. few guys I like and try to, you know... Uh, and it always worked out for a while at the beginning, and then people were eventually getting drunk, and things were, you know, might have gone south mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then you couldn't really uh, relate any- anymore because you were like, you know, super bright yeah, in your head, yeah, and everybody yeah, yeah. was just wasted. And you were like, nah, I'm going home
0: reading my yeah. book. <laughs> people, I don't drink either. So people who don't drink, no, people who drink don't realize how weird it gets when you're drunk and you're the only person who's sober and then the other people are yeah not. exactly like i, I noticed that all the time when we're with my friends and then they're getting a bit tipsy and then i'm sober and then i clearly see like a difference in like their behavior when as they're getting drunker and drunker uh, and they, they, they don't <laughs> feel like they seem yeah a, they're still the same um, like, yeah i don't want to be i don't want to see that person even though they're my friend i don't want to see that side of that person
1: yeah, uh, most people, like, everybody has their, as my understanding, like, I don't know what it's like being drunk, because hand on my heart, I never have been drunk. I, like, I've tasted alcohol, like, when a friend gets a drink, and I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, this is pina colada, I want to taste, and i have be been like, yeah, sure, and then I take a sip. But I've never ordered a drink, I've never, you know, poured a bottle down yeah, of yeah, anything, yeah. so uh, I don't, I'm not sure how it is, but I still say I have a lot of experiencing with viewing, like, from the outside mm-hmm. what it does to people and how they can react and there's uh, i think like three kinds uh, different types of drunk people mm-hmm. there are those people who are very nice sober and then they drink and turn into straight up douchebags mm-hmm. and then there are those people that kind of manage to be themselves i mean it's the same it's uh, let's say there's a guy called marcus like marcus is super nice sober and he, when he drinks he's still that super nice marcus but you know he just the tipsy one he just laughs more or Mm -hmm. a little bit more funny but it's kind of the same game and then there are those who just cannot handle alcohol at all they take just a few glasses of something and then Mm -hmm. they puke and go home and go to sleep or something (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) they just leave the party
0: Alcohol plus also coffee. I'm, I want to go on a rant on coffee. I don't hate coffee, but I I don't like people who drink coffee. I, I don't drink coffee. It makes me... You
1: don't like people who drink coffee.
0: Yeah. That's I... a bold statement
1: <laughs> <laughs> because like uh, Sweden is one of the countries, uh, like one of the top countries of the
0: whole world with most coffee drinkers. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to my reasoning though. You wake <laughs> up. Okay. People who drink coffee shouldn't be allowed to talk until like 9 or 10 a.m. You. I, don't, I come into work, I'm super groggy, and I don't <laughs> drink coffee or whatever, and this person who has had like three cups of coffee says, like, how are you? Oh, how was your day? How was your weekend? Oh, uh, you are get getting just jealous? Like, just this, shuff- a uh, this
1: is a confession. Comp- yes, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should try. But here's the thing. I, I don't like coffee either. I do drink coffee though, uh, but just like uh, maybe in a whole week free max four cups mm-hmm. it's like uh, during early work days when I'm just feel like um, I'm not sure if it even works I'm not sure if I even felt like I got a kick but mm-hmm. I can just try to pretend yeah, that I'm yeah, doing yeah. it and that's enough for me you know the placebo effect uh, but I don't like it I hate the taste <laughs> yeah. I don't like bitter tastes uh, so I always trying to, to you know pour down way too much milk or sweetener mm-hmm. or yeah. stuff just to get around it. Either that uh, if there's a big cup or glass or I'll just take this super super effective espresso shot and just Mm. shut it down in Mm. just one heave.
0: Do you drink uh, ice coffee ice latte? Uh, Yeah, I mean I
1: tried it but it's not like I'm not the kind of person during summer to taking a stroll outside, seeing a cafe and be like, (laughs) oh man it will be so nice without a cup of ice coffee like it won't
0: happen. Mm (laughs) you'll be like on your gaming chair drinking g fuel
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i actually don't drink energy drinks yeah. uh, and that's why i'm also like not the best i, I would probably not be the best streamer i'm sorry i'll, I'll try i will work on this <laughs> <laughs> maybe coffee will do but uh, i don't drink energy drinks mm. and i w- also noticed like when i was younger like in my teenage years and when i was gaming I, I could sit up to like one or two o'clock in the night and then go to bed and hey, you know i can manage mm. but today as i'm getting older and especially since I I don't drink energy drinks and stuff like that. I mean, the clock is like nine Mm -hmm. at the evening, and I'm super tired, Mm -hmm. and I need to go to bed and sleep, and, oh, I can't handle gaming as much as I used to do. Mm -hmm. And then my friends are still up uh, having their Red Bulls and stuff, and they're just, come on, this is not a game, go. (laughs) No, -hmm. no, man, I have to go to sleep.
0: I take naps. I get like super sleepy as well. So I take like a one or two hour naps and then I could stay awake the whole night or something. Um,
1: naps are, yeah, they're quite... Uh mischievous in that way like if you take a nap for too long you're fucked for the rest of the day mm-hmm. your, your sleeping pattern is just destroyed yeah, yeah. Uh, and when you're actually having your normal bedtime it, it won't work you will just be so in- energetic but mm-hmm. if you manage to have that like it's like this thin golden line yeah, of a perfect nap yeah, like yeah. 15 minutes yeah. max if you manage to like have that so, so you must uh, put your like uh, alarm clock or something on it takes uh, me
0: an hour just to get to sleep I don't know <laughs> <laughs> take a nap for 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs>
1: cool but that's the same thing when it comes to all this tiredness and stuff uh, with not drinking alcohol for example if you go back to that subject uh, when you're out with friends uh, I also noticed like they're quite you know they can keep going for hours uh, in the night because uh, they're drinking alcohol yeah, and that yeah. kind of has that effect it makes you more alert uh, for some people then there's these few guys who just get tired and go home yeah. and get drunk as a probably some they throw up in the shower and go to bed but anyway most people they seems like (laughs) you have some personal experiences (laughs) I can see it flash before my Uh, eyes (laughs) and I keep numb (laughs) back in the days but there's these people uh, most people get alert by alcohol so they can just keep going and Mm. be like woo party all night Uh, and once again I'm that person super sober it's 9 or 10 o'clock and i just be like, guys, please, are we, can we go home? Mm. And then everybody's like, oh no, come on. Yeah. And you're feeling like you don't want to let the team down because you're the only one, so you're like mm-hmm. pressing a few yeah, yeah, exactly. hours more and you're just dead. But then there's this plus side. Next morning you have a good sleep, go up, make some pancake breakfast mm-hmm. and you're happy while your friends are just laying there for yeah, the rest of the day. Over. Yeah, hungover.
0: <laughs> headache and i will be like, oh... Oh, nice. <laughs> Good day. Yeah. I, I've decided I used to be like, f- felt that person as well. I don't want to be a buzzkill where everyone else is drinking. I just like decided one day that I'm not going to go to any bars or drinking places with my friends. Whenever right. they're going out, I'm like, I'm not going like completely. Hey, we're
1: quite the opposite for me because uh, I still enjoy going out mm-hmm. with my friends and even if they drink. But I don't hang around more mm-hmm. than what I'm actually enjoying. Mm -hmm. Like, I enjoy the time with my friends, uh, especially if there's just a few close friends, then it won't, you know, things won't get crazy. Yeah, you're comfortable with it. You're comfortable, and things won't get crazy. Nobody's going to be like, oh, let's go to this uh, very suspicious, uh, Mm. you know, nightclub and Mm -hmm. dance on the tables. That that won't happen. We'll just sit there having a good time talking shit while they have a beer or two, Mm -hmm. you know. I think that's fine. But whenever there's, like, a, a bigger... Group of people, and the whole plan for the night is to start at this bar, then go to this bar, this bar, and then then we end up at this nightclub, and then we have some uh, after party at this apartment. Then, like no, I will stick around maybe for the first two bars uh, while it's still fun and while I can still enjoy it and
0: actually you know talk to you guys, and then I will go home. I mean, it's a reason why it's called a social drink. But it's weird that we've gave the, gave it this status that it, it's okay, it's normalized to just go at different bars and drink. Yeah. Like imagine if I said, okay, oh, let's go to this place and drink Coke and then drink water and then drink lemonade. And then we go to this another place between yeah. Sprite and Fanta. It sounds completely yeah, like alcohol, strange and weird. Yeah, that much of
1: power around yeah. it. I mean... Uh, it will never be legalized today if somebody were to you know invent oh if you do this uh, you'll get alcohol mm. uh, by tomorrow yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't make it because it is actually i mean it, it is drug classified yeah, it is. and it is quite dangerous and way more dangerous compared to other drugs yeah. uh, that are not legal uh, but with that said uh, i'm not doing any drugs at all except heroin but <laughs> dmt yeah and gmt like every night
0: no, um, would you be open to trying some drugs having like a hallucinogenic trip i want to try i want to try maybe I, I ayahuasca can't. or dmt something like that that like every like I experience i hear is like you go to this different dimension you kind of understand your purpose or the like universe yeah i, I heard
1: stories that. like that too and i don't blame people for doing that like uh, f- it's fine and if you do it in a secure environment mm. you know go for it uh, after all people that will uh, you know talk trash about it or look down upon it are often people that hey you still drink a lot of alcohol mm-hmm. you've probably been in a car driving drunk once in your li- life you, like mean that's dangerous mm-hmm. uh, but I, I don't feel that much of like I, I'm not that wanna, interested, mm-hmm. like not not because I think it's wrong, but more because I don't feel like
0: it's just not something for you. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I, I'm not sure what I f- will you know get from it. That will be like life revolting or change my life afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because I'm quite satisfied with mm-hmm. most things actually. And those things in my life that I'm not satisfied with, let's have this talk about it and see if I can yeah, yeah. you know figure something out by that. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I need to lock myself into a room and Mm -hmm. try uh, some new levels of thinking and see what I end up with. But I understand it could be a cool trip for some people, but I'm not longing for it. Mm -hmm. I understand.
0: So what games are you playing these days?
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm playing, like, uh, I don't game that much, actually. Mm. I used to game a lot more uh, when I was a teenager. And when I was a student in Uppsala, uh, I used to study uh, to become a nurse there. Oh, what, really? Yeah, How <laughs> did that go? we can go to that later. We yeah, <laughs> not go to that nurse. <laughs> but as a student, uh, like you, you get uh, quite a lot of uh, free time. Like you supposed yeah, study, yeah. and I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is that I'm quite. I'm a fast reader. Uh, like I can just read book page after book page and remember quite a lot of it. So there was lot, lots of time left mm-hmm. on my hands. So I put that down in gaming uh, instead of uh, working out. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm doing mm-hmm. that today though. <laughs> um, but so i'm not gaming as much as i used to uh just every now and then in a the week sometimes with friends like never alone i don't mm-hmm. think that's i don't find it too amusing uh my the gaming part for me is to socialize with mm-hmm. friends that i i would love to meet them in real life of course but you know some live every there and here yeah, in sweden mm-hmm. so it's easy to game it with each other uh, but that's mostly League of Legends, okay. Ooh, quite long answer for one question.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> but mostly League of Legends, yeah. uh, popular, most people have heard of it that. My no friend song. got me into League of Legends two weeks ago. You just heard it? Yeah, just, I'm Are like you level new? 22. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But, a but 22
1: new. in, I think you're level
0: five. It's not because I'm good at it, just because I've played so much. Oh fuck man, <laughs> yeah. 22 in my, like two weeks? My friend who convinced me, she's at like 120 or something.
1: Yeah, One I'm, I'm about about 120 I think I'm mm-hmm. 118 now mm-hmm. and I've been playing for years where it's going but uh, you often have that's quite normal when it comes to gamers uh, that are passionate about mm-hmm. gaming they often find a new game they think it's super fun spend a lot of time in it and then they take a break mm-hmm. and that break can vary from just a few weeks to several years mm-hmm. and uh, that's how it was for me in League of Legends. I started in eighth grade in school. So how how old was I? I was 14, like 13, Mm -hmm. 14. And uh, so uh, League of Legends was like new then, uh, where a few people knew about it. And, uh, you know, it was old school, then the characters looked shitty. (laughs) They're like uh, remodeled uh, about everyone by now. But then uh, I played for it like two years, and then I just stopped. Mm -hmm. Uh, going to high school like uh, gymnasium Mm -hmm. and I didn't play any games at all uh, those years uh, I went to high school Mm -hmm. no games at all and then I started again when I moved to Uppsala and became a student Mm -hmm. because I needed to kill kill time with something Um, because I had a lot of time on my hands Mm -hmm. and was quite alone there too so I started gaming again
0: uh, just to you yeah, know, I was a genius <laughs> I could study in five minutes I didn't I have so much time <laughs>
1: <laughs> well uh, I think genius uh, always go hand in hand with madness <laughs> uh, but uh, now I'm you know step down a lot mm-hmm. and spend a lot of more I'm dedicated to my work yeah. I work always go beforehand and uh, spending time with friends always go beforehand that's love life also, also like the gaming is uh number like five on yeah, the list yeah. or six even you know work friends love life f- nutrition sleep yeah, yeah, working yeah. out uh, yeah. everything that is more
0: important it's like a kind of like guilty pleasure in a way that you uh, yeah when you're done all of the other productive things and like, okay <laughs> exactly. i am just yeah, give yeah. some time yeah, no, can I, yeah yeah
1: and uh, i get satisfied way more easier now too mm. like i'm happy with just yeah an hour or two every mm-hmm. now and then mm-hmm. compared to back in the days where I could uh, sit up all night, mm-hmm. seven hours straight playing mm-hmm. a game. Yeah. I'm not able to do that now. <laughs> and I don't feel the need for it. I'm mm. way more disciplined. And I guess I have to think work for that too because you kind of get more disciplined when you have a work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back to the nurse stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. That's uh, I, I, I was studying nursing in Uppsala. Uh, Did I, you
0: make that decision or were you... Yeah. Did you want to be there, or
1: uh, at first uh, when I graduated from high school, I read uh, like science, uh, you
0: know? Yeah, the science. Program. Yeah,
1: nature and biology and chemistry and stuff, and uh, I was not sure what I wanted to be, but I was like, after all, I have spent three years reading this, and uh, this is like it openings up every education. Like if you read uh, science in high school, then you can apply to any program, yeah. so I was like I don't want to waste it I, d- I don't want to apply to something that doesn't even require uh, this uh, physics too as I read mm-hmm. I mean then I wasted it all for nothing so I must you know do something that has to do with uh, nature and biology and, uh, and I was not sure once again and my friend got uh, back then got a little interested in uh, like pharmacy mm-hmm. and I thought it was cool uh, like yeah, yeah sounds cool like um, I think it's super high-tech being able to understand medicine and uh, I was uh, as a fitness freak back Mm -hmm. then I still am a little bit but way more back then I was Mm -hmm. almost uh, orthorexic like uh, on a level that was
0: you were uh, gym bro (laughs)
1: obsessed you know about being fit (laughs) and healthy and I put a lot of uh, thought behind every single stuff that I put into my body uh, and so I thought, like, uh, knowing everything about health and medicine, yeah, cool. I, I want to try that. So uh, I studied uh, pharmacy uh, for about one year in Uppsala and figured out that uh, this hardcore level of chemistry is not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think just those uh, exams, man, we, we didn't even write, like, a single sentence on the questions because you were just... Painting molecules. Uh That's like a question. Like, tell me what happens when this electron jumps and becomes this, uh, you know, atom and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just, uh, you know, we were just painting uh, molecules and uh, arrows on what electron (laughs) jumped where, and then it became this stuff, and you know, and looked cool, but I didn't understand it. I I was just goofy. I was like, I don't fucking get it. (laughs) I want less chemistry more biology i'm still super interested in health so i figured you know nurse could do and uh, why not i want to be nurse because then i can become a midwife because uh, in order to become a midwife then you have to be a nurse beforehand Mm -hmm. because that's a type of specialization and i came to that decision of course i always looked a little bit on uh, you know becoming a doctor and my grades they were good they were but becoming a doctor is, like, one of the most popular education so like yeah, programs yeah, yeah, in yeah, Sweden. Yeah. You need to have, like, flawless A's straight through. I didn't have that. I was able to get into doctor program in Örebro land if I wanted to. Uh, because that's the lowest one in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And for good reasons. Nobody wants to live in Örebro. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, no, fuck that. I want to become a midwife. Uh, because then I can take care of women and mm-hmm. i think that sweden has like an embarrassing low standard it used to be great when it comes to um taking care of pregnancies and the uh giving birth yeah yeah uh, yeah whole that aspect, like the whole labor process the whole labor process mm-hmm. sweden used to be great at it but during the last years uh, more population you know worse economy for the welfare system and stuff uh Things have just gone a little bit downhill, and uh, we're not that good anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, or Norway, Norway, and Finland, and Denmark, or you know, all these n- countries in the north that we're always comparing each other against, mm-hmm. uh, have become so much better than us, and we're just lagging behind. And uh, that scared me. Like, fuck, man, I I don't ever want to get pregnant and <laughs> be that. Uh, so how do I, you know, fix it? Yeah. I need to work with this <laughs> mm-hmm. and educate people like uh, how to do it. Just l- look at Finland. They're doing this. Mm-hmm. It's great. We should yeah. do it too. To and change the system, you yeah, be in the system. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I also thought like because I, I was so scared of getting pregnant and I don't ever want to become a fucking mom if this is how Sweden works right now. There are all these horror stories about women and uh, oh, really? telling their labors. Mm-hmm. There are some sunshine stories, too, but mm-hmm. quite few. According to me, but after all, the people screaming loudest are the ones you hear the most, and of mm-hmm. course, they will be the ones with the horror stories. But after all, I figured that I can become a midwife, and I understand that this is not something uh, I'm feeling myself. Like this is a common problem uh, amongst young women. So I thought, if I become a midwife, I will be the best fucking one I can ever be, and I will help uh, women having a you know a sunshine tale, mm-hmm. uh, a story that I wish I could have Mm had. But I'm too scared to try and see if I can have it so I can try to give it to others. Mm -hmm. So, uh, once again, you know...
0: Did you finish the nursing education or not?
1: I didn't. Mm -hmm. I came halfway through. It's uh, three years, so I read one and a half year. And I would love to have finished it. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I didn't is because I was interested in politics Mm -hmm. and uh, starting, you know, in like youth parties getting some involvement there and uh, eventually i got some uh, job offers through it and i accepted it uh, because it it was a good offer and the salary they offered me was about the same as i would have be getting Mm. as a nurse yeah (laughs) so i was like yeah yeah uh, fast forward (laughs) i can start like getting uh, the same salary i'm working for right now why not and also uh, nurses have gotten it Way better uh, the past, just were a few years when mm-hmm. it comes to salary payments because they're doing a great job and mm-hmm. uh, just working at hospitals and in the whole, um, you know, healthcare uh, system is uh, very like time consuming and a lot of uh, overtime yeah. and uh, can successively over the years really break on your body uh, because you're working a lot on the floor and can be heavy work. Um, and after all you are saving life damn it <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they deserve better uh, but it's gotten them better uh during the the time mm-hmm. but it used to be like uh, for a new newly educated nurse like twenty two thousand a month that's mm-hmm. peanuts yeah compared to the actual work they're doing but uh, nowadays a newly educated nurse can actually uh start uh, with like no specialization start with thirty two so it's like 10,000 more yeah. just in a few years. Uh, but then there's the problem, like the new ones can, uh, they can say that they want 32 a month, just newly dedicated, And then meanwhile, there are these nurses that's been working for several years, like 20, 30 years mm-hmm. as a nurse. Mm-hmm. And they have 32. Mm-hmm. Like what, what happened with their yeah, salary or yeah, yeah. Uh, payments? uh so but anyway uh so but i did accept the job um to work with politics here in stockholm and uh, i have just be- keep doing that ever since and uh, if they i was told like my parents and friends that if things were going to get like all fucked up and i won't be able to work with politics anymore after all it's a sensitive subject and mm-hmm. uh, the ones that des- decide if you're going to have a work or not are like it's you people <laughs> who vote for the party or not mm-hmm. uh, so if uh, things were supposed, you know, a few years uh, ahead from when I started working with it a uh, few years later, if things were supposed to get downhill, then I could always get back uh, studying a nurse because it uh, doesn't matter uh, what political view you have. This is a work that we, we need people on the floor mm-hmm. and uh, you can easily just get into get into it again if you want to.
0: Maybe if you have like a higher ranking seat in politics, you can change the whole nursing situation. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm actually in that position right now because <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work for region in Stockholm, uh, like uh, they used to call it. Th- this is when it gets tricky because Sweden has their own like political system. Uh, I'm not sure how to say like, landsting. In <laughs> in English, but we have like landscape. The, uh, yeah, but uh, there's uh, like uh, for the whole like a region. Okay, Th- that's also why they changed the name from landsting to region, region, mm-hmm. because uh, Europe has like that kind kind of name for it. So mm-hmm. it will be easier to talk about it and discuss mm-hmm. it uh, with other countries. But there's like regions. We have twenty-one in Sweden, uh, based on like bigger scale. Oh, you
0: business. mean like Stockholm land? Yeah, exactly, Uh
1: Stockholm is one region, for example. Um, so I'm working for the region here. And uh, the region uh, main area they're supposed to take care of is uh, the healthcare system. Uh, so my mm. <laughs> education, even if it was just halfway through the program, it works quite well mm-hmm. with applying it to what I'm doing right now. And after all, uh, I'm not an educated nurse. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't take... Uh, fully because I didn't uh, examine it mm-hmm. but uh, I can still work if I wanted to uh, apply uh, to like a hospital or something like that because uh, after one year of studying and I did study one and a half year you get considered as like Undersköterska
0: which uh-huh, is like
1: yeah do uh, yeah, step before nurse <laughs> it's
0: kind of like nurse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> assistant
1: nurse yeah assistant nurse kind of yeah. but uh, okay, cool. no interest in that mm-hmm. <laughs> either midwife or politics yeah
0: Cool, and so what? Do you have like a career goal right now? Do you wanna? Would you consider becoming a professional full-time model, or do you wanna just focus on that political side uh, of things?
1: As a realist, uh, full-time professional model, I'm not. I don't think that's uh, a probability, uh, because like you can be good. Uh, Working with photographers and the companies, and uh, I, I do think I can deliver behind the camera. I'm quite confident in that uh, just from the response I've gotten, and, and uh, because I know that I am 100% enjoying it, also, mm-hmm. and that is very important. and You can always see it for pictures if somebody is stiff or insecure, or if somebody is just having time of their life. Um, so that part doesn't bother me, it's more like you have to first of all start early you need to get an agency mm-hmm. that is uh, elaborated and well heard of and you need to get into it uh, when you're young not 25 as mm-hmm. I am today like uh, most supermodels today if you take these famous ones like Bella and Gigi Hadid and uh, most Victoria's Secret model I mean man they got scouted at the 13 or 14 mm-hmm. and most of them started like 17 16 and now they are at the top of the careers at my age mm-hmm. so th- this is where this is the point of life uh, where i'm supposed to be at the top of my mm-hmm. career if i ever were to go professional full model and well i'm not there i'm uh, doing it at the side like at the side of my job mm-hmm. uh so that is one spectrum like it's a little bit too late uh Second, uh, um, I am 172 centimeters. I mean, it's above average for uh, women in Sweden, but mm. it's still not runway tall. Oh, really? They usually look at 175 and up, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, uh, three centimeters. People be like, "Yeah, you can just lie," and I'm like picturing somebody bringing out uh, like a scale and, and they just yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm not sure if I can fool them. Yeah. Uh, So this, these little things. And, uh, like, I think I work quite well as, you know, doing it. Mm. Once again, at the side of my job and Mm -hmm. stuff. But I don't think going professional, I simply just have... After all, it's uh, the model industry is all very heavily fixated on how you look. Yeah, yeah. And while I'm quite... I think I can say, like, I'm kind of satisfied Mm -hmm. i think i look okay you know Mm -hmm. but i'm not that symmetrically perfect Mm -hmm. as gd had it for example (laughs) so screw it
0: yeah i don't know how the future of modeling is gonna be because i see this trend of like becoming more diverse and more inclusive like it is it doesn't matter how tall or how fat or how skinny or how what's the color of your skin what's symmetrical or not
1: of course uh, uh, we're seeing a lot more of that we Mm -hmm. are uh, but there's uh, still something I have noticed. Like, uh, at the end of the day, what agencies want, either if they're looking for a skinny model, a plus-size model, light-skinned, skin, dark dark-skinned, uh, whatever. Oh, shit. This is a
0: deja vu of this conversation.
1: <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> the, at the end of the day, uh, unique appearance is the most heavy attributes agencies are looking for. Like, you can be super hot, blonde, pretty girl... But then you have this look that i mean there are thousands of other blonde pretty girls Mm -hmm. that look quite similar to you and you doesn't you look super good but you don't have that unique appearance like you're supposed to see this person Mm -hmm. on a poster uh, somewhere in a city in some country Mm -hmm. and be like i know who that is okay that's her or that's him Uh, for example if you look uh, at most uh, of the take. Heide Klum, for example, uh, or just Bella Hadid, they have these appearances that we associate with them. Like Bella has her high cheekbones and uh, very slick face Mm. that you you can see her on a poster and immediately know that's her. You wouldn't, Mm. uh, you know, mix her up with another model. And uh, Heidi Klum uh, was quite short for being a model if i remember right mm-hmm. uh, but she had this super unique appearance like you you will know that's her from miles away and that's quite heavily uh most agencies that's very important to them and mm-hmm. i understand why because you are supposed to be your own trademark mm-hmm. in your appearance and uh, not mixed up with somebody else because after all you you kind of like you of course you're a human being a uh, person but when you're photo shooting yours you're, you're your products in a Mm -hmm. sort of way and you're representing an agency and you need to be unique for them.
0: Mm, I understand. Well, I wish you all the luck for your future. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you for coming to the podcast. Yeah, it was great fun. Do you want to shout out to your instagram or whatever
1: oh god <laughs> that feels so <laughs>
0: uh, oh, i can just put it in the description and tell people yeah <laughs> put it in the description yeah. I feel follow like. ida kopch yeah. kopch <laughs> remember it with yeah. thank you so much thank you for listening have a nice day peace be upon you all bye bye